1: I've, really, you know, Zen, I've only got two questions that I ask, formal questions. One is when you hear the, um, the phrase, the soul of business, what does that you know, bring up for you specifically? And that usually opens up a, a couple of doors that we can explore things with. And then the second one uh, is a closing question, which organizes around uh, how are you leaving it better than you found it? whatever that would mean again to you how are you leaving it better than you found it um and then those two bookend questions you know essentially provide enough latitude for some very interesting content to emerge typically so um it's just a conversation more than a than a uh formal interview uh because i'm just interested in how people yeah in business particularly in business uh actually find their way to making a difference in the world and uh and that's certainly when when jimmy mentioned what you were doing yeah i mean i literally could not not have you on the show (laughs) i appreciate it (laughs) yeah i mean the work you're doing is just profoundly impactful and i wanted to be sure that i had an opportunity to number one get to know you i mean that's just selfish on my part but secondly, to bring uh, what it is that you're doing uh, into a broader light. Yeah. Uh, so, and I do a lot of work in the medical field myself. I, I'm on the uh, um, teaching faculty of the American Association for Physician Leadership. And uh, I do a lot of work with hospital systems and, uh, and, and you know, clinics around the U.S. as well as in uh, Europe. So uh, there, there's, a, I think, a good audience that this can land into when we're finished with it.
0: Right. Mm. So, so um, I think the the two questions are really good. I'm I'm just um, really trying to formulate and, and, and try to speak in in a logical and <laughs> and comprehensible way <laughs> in okay. the middle of like uh, one a.m. <laughs> yes, my I understand together. and I and appreciate do, that. Do, do, do you mind that I I, I maybe throw um, throw some points to you and then maybe you see whether it sounds good and and then. Then, when the actual thing started down, um, then I can go with the flow and see how it goes. Yeah, please, please. Right. So, I, I think that this question. Um, so, basically, I feel that it's important that we do something that we, we believe in. So, um, to do for, for myself, um, entering into the field of neuro robotics was. By chance, it was an accident. I was young. Um, I, I think I shared with you, I started off as a researcher. I studied in the in, 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 in Scotland and England, uh, yep. respectively, basically in Glasgow and Southampton. And then I, I returned back to Singapore and I was working as a research fellow with the National University of Singapore. Uh, my dream was to become a professor. So I was working hard on my PhD and, and was really like working on a project. Um, Back then I was working on a sensor-based technology and robotics kind of technology for people with disability and elderly. And the project got noticed um, by the media because um, we we, we were covered by um, um, some of the um, TV stations um, and we were doing some trials with um, some elderly homes. Um, That got me thinking that, wow didn't realize that uh, a, a project like this will get so much attention and, and how much technology are needed in, in the uh, normal people's life you know um, really making a difference. Um, then we got approached by a group um, in Singapore known as the EDB the Economic Development Board um, inviting right. me to consider starting a company um, and on the first um, approach I, I declined. Uh, this invitation because I wasn't sure that I'm an entrepreneur. I thought I'm just an engineer. I, I I just want to be a professor. So I don't think I have what it takes to become a businessman or, or entrepreneur. And so I I, I declined. So, um, but a few of my colleagues um who who were professors, they they came to me, they said this is silly, you got this very good opportunity to to put what you learned into um into a company and then making it into a product that actually can change people's life you should really consider it carefully you don't get this kind of opportunity a lot so it got me thinking and I guess I was young enough so I took a chance I went out and started this company with two of them and and while we were working on it um, I started traveling um, all the way to North America uh, Europe and even all over Asia um, to kind of like you know pitch the idea that we can launch a platform as the create um, to, to actually attract more people to come on board, uh, to, to jointly promote technology. So we're looking at five stakeholders group, like you know, first being um, you know, the, the people with disabilities or the patients themselves, second group being the caregivers, third group being the engineers uh, or the scientists, uh, researchers, uh, the fourth group being the um, so-called the um, business people, the industries, and the last group being the um, so-called policy makers, the politicians or the influencers, people who can fund and change the policy to adopt technology. So we were pitching to these five groups, trying to bring them to the, the platform to, to the negotiate, to work together, to interact. Um, so because of that, we got um, um in um, referred to the royal family of Thailand, the Hua um, Princess Maha but Thought this is a very meaningful platform, and she. Agreed to be um, our guest of honor and eventually stay on eight years as our so called, like almost, almost like a patron um, promoting this platform. Uh, so, uh, while working on this, we were trying to bring in a lot of supporting organizations. I met one of my mentors, Mickey Miller, in Canada, and he was in Singapore as one of my speakers many years ago. Um, when I told him that I'm going to do this, but I felt really like, you know, wow, you know, uh, uncertain, I'm young and I'm not sure whether I'm doing yeah. the right thing. And he just told me something. He said, he, I still remember that phrase. He said that, you just go out and do the right thing. If you chase the money, uh, if you do the right thing, um, you know, the, the right thing will happen to you. Do not chase the money. Do the, go with your heart. So, uh, I think exactly. something of that effect. So that really um, stays with me. And, 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 and then I realized that, you know, I should just do what I really enjoy. And I enjoy seeing the lights, you know, in people's eyes when when I introduce technologies and they use it for a couple of weeks or days and then they really benefit from it. Um, So so that really is really impactful for me. And throughout my career, I have multiple um, encounters and, 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 and such as uh, I, will, I will share a few case studies in, in our, our interview, uh, one of which is like in Malaysia, our first installation, one of the patients, she is a spinal cord injury and she used our device a couple of months back. I went back, she talked to me and she said, that, do, do I remember her? And, it, and then she moved her toes and, she, and showed me that, see, I can move my toes because of the technology that introduced. So that brought tears to my eyes. Another incident was in, in the, um, uh, in Taipei, uh, one of the, uh, patients that introduced our, uh, to use our device, uh, on the first day when he was on our device, um, he, 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 he teared and I was very shocked because I thought he was in pain. He said, no, he was just amazed that he, to see himself able to stand and walk again. And, and it brought tears to uh, all of us in that room. It, it, we, we, we spent a whole night, um, to, to tear the machines apart, to bring it up four stories and assemble it over the night just to be in time for this trial and it's all worth it. So these are what I think brings souls and meaning to what we we, we do um, in the newer rehab robotics. It's not a new uh. field. When I first entered into the industry, um, um, a lot of people laugh at me. Even my my colleagues in the university, they say that this is career suicide. They say, then you're crazy. If you stay on, <laughs> complete your PhD, you, you will become a professor you're a good researcher uh, why do you want to do a rubber ball rubber band wheelchair walking stick project there's no no, no future in it it's curious it's like... <laughs> but that actually got got me uh, really um, um, even more determined to, to, to go ahead and do this so yeah so I, I guess I, I will come from this anger with a few uh, examples or case studies talking about how it it strengthened me along the way. Of course, along the way, I I, I felt like giving up as well because, you know, uh, we didn't get the funding. Nobody knows what assistive technology is all about. Nobody thinks that people will pay money to buy rehab technologies. The ROI is terrible. The reimbursement is not there. The patients themselves um, are questioning. So we we are also struggling to find the best way to introduce technologies. So in, in the first 20 years, we were doing a lot of educating the market and creating a market when there's no market and even trying to bring in talents to join us because you want you need good engineers you need uh, good researchers you could you need like you know good employees to, to help to make a, a, a business or an industry successful but people get a lot of choices they want to go to more stable so-called open embedded commerce stable organization who can provide a stable job because they a family defeat so I've, I've encountered that um, my, my my trusted employees came to me and say that, then we, we really um, like the way you work, your passion. You are the good boss. We love you. But you know what? We, we, we just can't take it anymore. This is just too exciting for us. It, it's just too much excitement, we, we need stability, we need a, 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 we need a lower paid but a good job or, or somewhere, you know, a big MMC and just your startup is just like a little bit too much for us, too much excitement, too, too spicy, I guess. Um, so yeah, I had spicy, to kind of yeah. back, <laughs> back them to stay because I really believe that, you know, um, I alone cannot make this happen. We need a lot of talented people to stay um, and continue to plow the field. Uh, when I move on, you know, because I'm not getting any younger, um, next generation or younger generations are ready to take on the patent and, and, and move the industry forward. I hope, of course, well, in my, my my lifetime, this thing will happen. Yeah. But then I don't want well, it to... Oh, <laughs> yes, it is happening. Yes. I mean, it, and, it, and, it, and, it and, is happening.
1: Yeah, what what you're describing is is is, I I mean I love I love the way that you're positioning this because from an as an entrepreneur and that is essentially what I mean yeah when everything is said and done you are a scientist you're an engineer uh, but you're also an entrepreneur and there is. A spice in that. <laughs> so, uh, there is a lot of spice in that. So, being able to attract the kind of people that you need to stay with you as you build the company, and you've been very successful at building this company, very successful. Yeah. Yeah. Fourier Intelligence, uh, you've got 10 subsidiary companies and joint laboratories in what, China, Singapore, Malaysia, Switzerland, US, Australia i mean i would say that you're actually being successful and what i'm very intrigued with uh, zen is that you've done it by going out and doing the right thing and and not chasing the money and that i think i mean i i I love that come from it it, uh, it to me it does speak to the soul of business uh that uh when you're doing the right thing um the spirit that ends up becoming the company, actually has a chance to thrive. Um, and and that thriving can sometimes take a little bit of time to get to, but uh, I, I really do believe that you're in a position where thriving, not only for the company, but for the patients that you describe, uh, becomes a, you know, something that is attainable. So exactly. I, I just want exactly. to congratulate
0: you on that. Thank you. Thank you. I think um, I did not do it alone. <clears throat> I think a lot of people before me have been paving the, the foundations, you know, laying the foundation, paving the ground, and and there are a lot of passionate people in this field. As, as I continue on, I, I travel around the world, I meet other entrepreneurs, uh, some smaller companies um, that we never heard of, but they are they're in the field for many years. They never gave up. And 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 that really like, you know, touched me as well. And yeah. uh, I remember one phrase that I learned, um, I heard about it when I was in the social enterprise, um, one of my my job after, you know, I took a short break um after my first startup because I'm very mm-hmm. jaded. You know, I was questioning myself, am I doing the right thing? I, you know, I felt very bad for my family because you know I'm so underpaid and I'm still bumping money into the company. And I thought, you know, um, maybe this is not for me. So I I got a job with a social enterprise. I thought, all right, I'm not leaving the field. I'm just going to a larger organization that actually have more resources and can still promote technologies. So I was invited to join as a deputy CEO. So I went there. And I was working with a lot of very interesting people, and, and that actually built up the, the network and resources resources that I required to build uh, for you later on. Um, yeah. and, and one of the, the phrase that they use a lot in that sector, the social enterprise sector, is "Do well, do good." And, and that was really an amazing um, um, I, I guess another phrase that actually affected me a lot. It, I think it's very true. you know um, if you cannot swim very well. You better not jump into a, a torrent to, to try to save someone, somebody's <laughs> life, because you're probably gonna not gonna help the situation very much. Maybe creating another victim. So I think um, I used to 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 feel a bit worried, uh, you know, trying to be too successful. If we raise a lot of funds, we we have a big company, we, we seem to be successful. I felt a little bit guilty about that, you know. But later on, I realized that somebody got to 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 lead and and stand on that 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 that, that platform to actually um you know um gather the troops and 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 lead the team somebody got to be the leader right somebody got to be successful somebody got to do well before they can do good right as long as we don't forget why we are doing this so you know that's important i think yeah yeah
1: don't forget why we're doing that I mean yeah the, the admonition yeah. on airplanes of uh, you know you know when the when the uh, air masks come down put your mask on first you can't do well with <laughs> others unless you're doing good by exactly. yourself <laughs> yeah right um, and and there's yeah you know, the, uh, I, w- I was struck by um, as you were talking there uh The disillusionment if you will that came after your first startup and you and you went into a more traditional role here but in that in that process you discovered and you actually began to have access to resources that have now been able to facilitate what you're doing with fourier uh, in a in a very dramatic way so uh, i mean the stoic uh, philosophers if i could go back to seneca and uh, uh, some of these folks uh, marcus aurelius uh, there's never a barrier. Um, uh, I mean, we can think of things as barriers. We can think of things as obstacles, but the obstacle actually becomes the way, uh, it, you know, if I, if I can go, well, okay, I need to do something different here. I'm not going to give up on my dream. I'm going to have to divert a little bit here and it becomes the way to success. Cause if you had kept going you know, with your startup, you know, it, it could have potentially deflated you. Uh, but you you found you found the resilience to actually say okay I need to I need to you know, start this thing over again I think, I'm thinking here of Steve Jobs when he left Apple <laughs> uh, when he was it's, actually fired from Apple <laughs> yeah and. Uh, that opposite, you know, he founded Next Computer, and you know, that became a fascinating uh, way for him to discover more effectively how to actually lead what ultimately, and Tim Cook gets a lot of credit for this, but ultimately became approaching a $3 trillion company. I mean, it's crazy uh, that, that valuation. Um, I want to thank you for listening um i want to also invite you right now to go to blainebartlett.com and on that site which is my personal website you'll see uh services up on the top menu i'd like you to click on leadership mastermind now why i want you to do that is we have uh, structured a mastermind program that is very unusual and it is very powerful and by going on to that Site and clicking that link, you'll be taken to a landing page that is an invitation to join this mastermind. It's a 52 week long exploration of what it takes to be a highly effective leader in today's fast changing environment. You won't regret it. And if you've been liking what you've been listening to on these Soul of Business podcasts, how does one become? a leader that can keep connection to the soul of business. That's what we look at. That's what we're about in this mastermind program. So again, go to blainebartlett.com and click on the services link. And there you'll find the link to the leadership mastermind program. Look forward to seeing you there. Thanks for listening to this little commercial. And now back to our show. You know, I... the uh, the new product that you uh, that you talked about. Um, why don't you talk a little bit about that right now? Because again, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show is you know you you have been uh, one of the uh, forty under forty uh, most influential industry leaders in med tech. And when I first was was told about you, uh, and for the listeners, uh, you know, uh, Zen and I had talked about this a little bit before we started the show. Um, there it was just this, this spark about what you were doing, how you were doing it, and where you were taking it. And it's being evidenced now in some absolutely innovative uh, robotic tech uh, that is just wonderful in the field of, uh, you know, you know, that you work with, uh, you know, what neurobiology and uh, neuro rehabilitation. Um, this new this new robotic arm um it, it's it's the result of a collaboration that you've done with uh university of melbourne can you talk a little bit about what that is and, and why that became important for you and the and your
0: company well um it started off um more than 10 years ago um, one of my juniors from the national university of singapore the um, professor danny wittemur Um, He graduated um, from the university that we both studied in and moved over to Australia, took up a job as an assistant professor. Um, After a couple of years, he decided that he wanted to focus in robotics, particularly in rehabilitation robotics. He approached my previous company uh, in Switzerland um, to try to purchase an upper extremity robotic arm to, to do some research studies. To, to, to actually trying to understand how to develop or improve the system. Unfortunately, um, his group was very new and young, so they didn't have enough funding to purchase a device. So they came to me and, and tried to appear to me that whether there's a chance that they can actually, uh, through instalment, purchase the device, which is not in our policy because we were quite a small startup in Zurich. So we only accept like, you know, uh, um, you know 100% prepayment. That's our kind of policy. Um, but right. after having a, a, a chat with both of the professors, um, Dan Ying and uh, Danny Wittomo, I realized that we were all from the same university, just that, you know, even like, you know, same batch um, doing the PhD, <laughs> just that we, we never meet each other. So when we talk about our supervisors and, and the labs, then we realized that we were just next door, but <laughs> I don't know why we didn't see each other. <laughs> so it was very funny. Then then And I, I thought a lot of... Um, um, links or, or relationship down there, so the trust was built up. So I, I said okay, I vouch for them, and we we we, we deliver a system to them, um, and they they. They promised, they keep their promise. They paid the first, like, you know, 30% and they work on it for another year or so and managed to raise the grant to pay for the balance of the device um, by installment. So that was a good deal for us eventually. And it was good for them because they didn't lose time. They managed to recruit students and PhD candidates and uh, eventually graduated a few really brilliant engineers. And two of the, the research fellows, that stayed with them, uh, started to... Look at the device that we sold them, and found a lot of um, possibility to improve it. And they started building prototypes, and they invited me over um, to look at their their fruit of labors. And it was very exciting. And they go in a direction. We were we were. Working on exoskeleton-based upper extremity uh, neural rehab robotics, um, but they felt that they wanted to simplify it, so they went for the end effector-based um, technology. Mm. Um, we were very skeptical because, <laughs> um, being engineer, we tend to over-engineer and, and trying to to to, 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 to control yeah. everything, right? So exoskeleton-based device um, allows us to actually. Um, um, move the upper extremity uh, from joint to joints, and we can accurately measure every movement with all the sensors, and we can also assess it better. So, uh, but the the, the 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 cons of it is that it takes a long time to set up the patient, and it's costly and hard to build as well. So, but you know, the, the, I guess the pride of the engineer, we thought that any effective is just a shortcut. So, I wasn't very sure about it. Uh, so, I say, well, the idea was interesting, novel. I'm not too sure about it. We'll see how it turned out after you, know, after you finish the project and we, we leave it as it is and I guess about two years later Danny called me and said that you know we finished it and we want to sell it to your company to commercialize it so I I I look at the videos and the papers that they publish and the patents. I say, oh wow, amazing! It actually is quite interesting. So I went back to Zurich. I told my team that there's such a technology, but it's different from the way we approach it. It's not exoskeleton based. It's anti effector based. Are you guys interested? And then they look through it, and then they say, nope, this is not the direction that we wanted to, to pursue, and they drop it. So the you can imagine the the Melbourne team was very disappointed, right? Um, so they decided not to not to give up. So they decided to start a company to do it. Um, so they tried um, very in, 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 in a small way in, in, in Australia. Um, but it's harder than they think, right? Because a startup in new rehab robotics um, is it sounds really romantic, right? That is a very challenging <laughs> field <laughs> because we, we are working in a very niche field, a very small market. So um, it's not just a few passionate engineers can put it together. So they tried and they realized that they're not getting anywhere. So they, they were really frustrated and they run out of money and, and they don't know what to do anymore. Um, so Danny really didn't know what to do um, with his postdoc, Justine. Um, they, they have a very long conversation. They say that, I think we need to call Zen. <laughs> so, incidentally, yeah. uh, I have decided to leave my previous company to start free, and I was thinking to bring in Danny as well. So, while we both of us are uh, on different sides of the world, i I think I was um, in in Australia, no, I was in Shanghai back then, and he was in in Melbourne, and we were thinking about this thing. And I pick up the phone and call him, and he was very shocked when he hear my phone. He was like freaking out. He said that. Oh my God, we were just talking about you. We are, All of us are sitting in the office and saying that we should call Zen, and the phone rang. We thought this is so creepy. <laughs> yeah. and, and said that, That's wow, how the universe Danny. works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so strange, you know. And, 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 and I told him that, Danny, we got to talk. And he said that, uh, yes, yes, we need to talk. And then I said then I say that, you know, I'm going to leave uh, my previous company and start free. And we're going to build this thing. And I need you on board. And you know what? This is crazy. We were just about to call you and we want to ask for your help to do this thing, to bring uh, email um, into a product. And they, they they, were so excited. We stopped talking. I flew over to Melbourne and then joined them in Brisbane for a conference. And after the conference, we were sitting beside the um, the, the hotel pool um, having a long conversation, how we make, how we're going to make this happen. And we hit it off and we decided to um, work together and I bring him into Fourier as our so-called external um, expert and we start to do the technology transfer with the universities and that's, that was more than two years ago and it was wow. really uh, not easy, but uh, eventually we, we managed to <laughs> iron out all the details, you know, because the university has different expectations and, you know, the mm-hmm. Chinese company has another expectations and my team of engineers are very skeptical. They are not too sure whether they can make this happen. It looks too much like a university pro- research project, research projects. They don't know how to turn it into products. And, you know, the, <laughs> after they, they work on it, there was like a thousand and one things that, that just go wrong. Like, right? you know, we tried to use the cable um, to, to drive the system, it keep breaking after some use. So, we, we, we try different kinds of materials, even like you know, uh, materials that they, they use in space stations, um, carbon fibers, very state of the arts and you know, different kinds of materials. They keep trying different weave. If you use too, too thick a cable, it creates too much friction so it slow the system down and yeah. too heavy. If you use too thin a cable, it's going to break, it's not going to be durable. And the system, because it's like an um, factor base, so it's overarching arm. So the 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 central gravity is, if you if you make it too small, it's going to tip over. If you make it too heavy, it become too he- uh, bulky. It, you know, we okay. have to overcome mechanical design challenges. Um, we had to work on the durability. We had to make sure that the control part of it works. So at a point of time, my team was like, complaining to me that this is not possible, but I told them that just do it. So the, the example you mentioned about Steve Jobs, sometimes I'm actually thinking about uh, reading Steve Jobs uh, biography. And <laughs> when I read about it, the first few chapters, I call my my co-founder and said that, this is crazy what he went through. And, and the things that he said was like what we have talked about as well. It's like we went through the same, same thing, you know. And, and, yeah, somebody got to push the team. Somebody got to be the, the professionalist and, and push the team to do something that is not possible. Like, you know, um, they, they say that my team keeps saying that, oh, while wow, you were there. Everything you say, we believe it. It's, it's going to happen. But after you leave, the, the Zen aura is not around. Then we thought that this is not possible anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Zen, you, you are describing the the reality distortion field that Steve Jobs yes, was actually here. kind it's of so famous for. I mean, yeah, when Zen is here, we believe we can do it. When he leaves, it's kind of like, what was he talking about? <laughs> yeah. 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 You know... The idea of leadership uh, is, is it really is an activity of moving possibility into reality, and I think the first step in that process is being able to have people see the possibility, recognize that exactly. it, you know, there's a possibility exactly. here, but then the, the real challenge becomes... How do you keep them connected to that possibility long enough for it to become a reality? And I, I just, again, I just want to take my hat off to you—the uh, fact that you were willing to spend ten years kind of driving this project—and uh, it takes a long time. It is hard work. It's not easy, uh, but it's full. I've got it. I've just got to assume that it is incredibly fulfilling
0: at the end of the day. It is. Um... You know i was sharing with you earlier on that we were doing um, some filming uh, in preparation mm-hmm. for the launch um, which is scheduled on the 23rd of september online um, on the ISAT which is the um, global uh, platform and um, institution and association for the advanced ro- neural rehab robotics they organize biannually the rehab week conference it lasts from the 23rd um, September to the 26th of September. Um, so we're gonna use the first day industry session to launch the email. So to make it a, a big success, um, <laughs> taking a leap from Steve Jobs' experience, we, yeah. we, we put in a lot of work, you know, we, we we filmed in Shanghai, we filmed ourselves in Singapore, and we filmed ourselves in, in Melbourne. Just think about it, um, uh, we are a new startup, trying to coordinate a, a, a crew, a filming crew team, to film in three locations and then send it back to Shanghai to edit it. Uh, it's a lot of work. Um, so we had to yes. prepare the script, get everybody ready, get the products ready. Um, and because of my schedule, we were rushing to try to complete it um, within the week before I flew. Um, unfortunately, it was raining throughout. So the filming crew had to give up and then I had to postpone, postpone my flight and then um, trying to find a sunny day and the weather forecast in Singapore is never accurate anyway. So somehow we got one window <laughs> <laughs> and we've managed to film through. Um, so yeah, the, the whole experience, um, after I see the, the, I saw the cut yesterday morning and I was uh-huh. actually very um, impressed. Uh, you know the the video turned out very well, um, except that I, I didn't look very good in the video. <laughs> but uh, um, they they, we, they managed to, to 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 tell the story of how this thing uh, started, the genesis of it, um, the, the 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 work that was put through um, by Danny, by Ying, by Melina and and the whole crew, and eventually showing the the final video of the a more professionally made uh, product video. Uh, that's a sense of pride. That is a sense of fulfillment. Uh, that, gosh, you know, uh, it's all worth it. And just can't wait to see the the expression of our patients when they use it. Um, you know, uh, we 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 go against the 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 odds, right? When people say that yes. the naysayers say that this is not going to happen. This is crazy. It's not going to work. You'll never be able to make this happen because there's no such materials to hold this thing together. It's going to fall apart. And I think kudos to my team in Shanghai and Melbourne, they work together, they, they keep trying. After 200 different designs, renderations, they managed to find one design that's stable. And not only that it looks good, uh, it also offered us a very versatile platform that we can combine multiple devices to actually create different kinds of solutions for the patient. So no longer a, a single piece of device just just one thing, but we can have a device that can have multiple possibility yeah so when i saw the final video uh, I was really touched and i i think um really really um you know uh, happy to see this yeah
1: well congratulations to you and congratulations to your team and um i i mean I, i'm humbled uh, just to have the opportunity to to walk with you as you explain this journey, because it is profound it truly is and it's for me that what you what you've just described is exactly what the soul of business is about yeah you know, how, how do people feel about themselves when they're in the presence of your product or service and your patients how they feel about themselves as a consequence of the work that you and your team have done that's the difference that you're leaving behind that i mean that's the difference that you're making and i i, I just take my hat off to you Thank you again for what you're doing with this.
0: I I think the patients um, are the ones that kept us going, right? Um, Because um, only when we build products that the patients want to use and willing to use, um, then it can make a difference to their life. Um, It's like um, we going to the gym, right? Um, We cannot um, build our muscles unless we get on the machines or pick up the free weights and do the exercise ourselves. Nobody's gonna let us grow muscle or get fit by standing down there, right? So we, we need to yeah. get get ourselves like right, you know really steady and, and 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 you know do all those work ourselves so that we can work the respective muscle group and, and 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 develop the strength and functional movements ourselves. The same thing for rehab. The patients got to do it and want to do it and must participate um, in a self-initiated manner. So if the patient are passively um, letting the the therapies or the machines move them, then I I don't call it rehab anymore. It's more like a mobilization, more like a, if I jokingly say it, it's like a massage, you know, it's not going to help the patient very much. It helps a little bit. It helps with circulation and and, and mobilization and metabolic rates. But um, to be truly effective, the patient had to participate. And the machines that put the patients at ease, the patient wants to participate will create a very uh, will have a phenomenal result because through interactions with the machines, um, just like when you go to the gym, you start to do the, you feel that oh that you got a flow right you feel that you are doing the right thing, and you feel that okay I'm got a, I got a DOM right the delay onset muscle a pain and you know that you're doing the right thing. Um, the patients need to participate, and if they they like the machine, the machines give them the right feedback, uh, right amount the challenge. the... they the, 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 the they do the right uh, movements. They will eventually, um, through a intensive, high repetition uh, regime, um, see improvements. And and that is something really fulfilling for engineers like us to see that our machines are actually being used and and and, and actually making a difference to our patients' recovery. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I love that. You know, just from a design perspective, what I, what I, you know, and this is my language for it. But what you've done is you've designed basically a a mechanism by which you can co-create with the patients their own uh, rehabilitation and then then, then Mm -hmm. that co-creation is you know you the invitation with the use of your device is it's an invitation to participate fully as opposed to passively let the machine do the work and that participation is key to anything yeah i've got to be i got to be participating Mm -hmm. in my life Folks, I, I, I want, I'm very mindful of your time. You've got a flight to catch. It's very early in the morning for you in Singapore. Um, we've been listening to Zenko. He's the co-founder and group deputy CEO of Fourier Intelligence. And it is not an accident that I've got him on the show today. He is truly one of the uh, most influential industry leaders in MedTech, not just today, but in the future. And he, he's been nominated is that uh, <laughs> very, very specifically. Um, zen where can people find out more about Fourier uh, intelligence and about you uh, personally
0: um well um obviously they can come to our website um www.fftai.com um there's a lot of information about three and the work that we're doing um of course they can also drop me an email uh, at zenco at gmail.com if they are interested to find out more about what we're doing um, yeah, I guess they can Google it as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, <laughs> good.
1: Well, again, Zen, thank you so much. I'm going to let you go here. Uh, I would love to circle back with you at some point in time, if not to have you back on the show. I just like to, you know, obviously stay connected. I want to find out how your uh, how your launch went. Uh, um, you know, the 23rd through the 26th, and I am going to look at the, you know, the, the the videos that you've put up. I'm assuming they're going to be available uh, at least through a link on your website.
0: Yes, um, we're going to release it um, after the 23rd, and I'm going to definitely send you a link via email. Yes.
1: Okay, yes. beautiful. Zenko, Co, co-founder and group deputy CEO for EA Intelligence. Thank you very much for being here. I appreciate it greatly. Thank you
0: for having me. Sorry for the <laughs> very incoherent uh, conversation because <laughs> kind of like, you know, in, in a mess now, sorry. <laughs> oh, it, it, it worked perfectly. And folks, you've been listening to The Solar Business with Blaine
1: Bartlett. I am your host, Blaine Bartlett. Um, check out my website, blainebartlett.com. Um, there's a lot, of, a lot of stuff there that you might be interested in uh, pursuing just in terms of developing your own leadership capacity and uh, effectiveness. So until next time, have a great rest of your week.